As we're wrapping up Self-Care September, my guest today is Henry Shelford, chairperson and founder of ADHD UK. And we're also going to be talking about, as part of self-care, conferences. And he has an amazing conference coming up October 6th through 7th. I just want to ask you, too, to stay tuned at the very end to hear a new podcast. Mind Your Autistic Brain is launching this Saturday, October 1st, Her Brain Connection Lab. It's all about relationships from her point of view. Guys, welcome to the show. As part of Self-Care September, I couldn't think of anything better than the things that we do for ourselves. And one of those is attending conferences, specifically focused on our beautiful, wonderfully wired, neurodistinct brains, be it autistic, ADHD, dyslexic, or all of the above and more. We're here talking today with the founder and chairperson of ADHD UK, Mr. Henry Shelford. We are gonna be talking about this incredible conference for ADHD UK that is coming up on October 6th and 7th. They have partnered with ADHD New Zealand and Goldilocks and the Bear Foundation out of South Africa. And I can't wait to introduce you to Henry. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, Henry Shelford. I am so glad you are here and we are having this conversation and sharing the amazing work that you're doing in the world. No, well, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. So, Henry, you're one of us. You're one of the late identified folks. <laughs> hey, surprise. Here's a little something about your neurology and your neurotype you didn't know about. How did ADHD and a late identification come into your world, Henry? Look, so right in the UK, ADHD wasn't even recognized until the year 2000. Like, and uh, much as this uh, fabulous, it's like blurring filter of Zoom uh, um, makes me look younger. Uh, the, like, that, does, that does not cover my school period. Uh, it's, um, uh, so like, I was never going to get picked up. Like, this discussion in this in in the UK like was substantially different from from the states and other countries. Um, and I didn't even know what ADHD was, to be honest. Like, and uh, I um, came to the States. I did an MBA at uh, Darden at the University of Virginia, which I absolutely loved. And uh, um, they, were, they were very, very kind to me. And uh, um, and people kind of were like, sort of just, you're, like, there's this assumption that I was ADHD. <laughs> like, people kind of like, talk to me, but like, and people seem to pick up on it, but nobody shares it with you. Well, because I, the expectation that that would have been dealt with like some decades previously, I assume, like, and just that that I, I would have awareness. At the very least, I'd know what it was. It would would like, and so there's a bit of like you're very like, and I kind of just ignored it. And I did find myself coming back in the UK and and well, just just really struggling, and I I. There's a sad reality that uh, things like working memory and uh, like as you age, they do get slightly worse. And one of the, the sort of stories I like to talk about is, you know, if you're if you're working functional working memories here and you're kind of here and then like aging just drops you below here. Like if, if it was already very, very low as it is for me, like it just went below the functional line. And, you know, I just couldn't. I couldn't read a book. I couldn't watch a TV show. I couldn't like working was so difficult. And I, 
I was generally working and like as I, I recognize more, I was working between like the day was basically a write-off. Like I do some stuff and then I really do my work between six and 10 p.m. when everyone else was gone. And I I kind of find my tired brain like can latch in and and there's those distractions and it's just like this isn't feasible. Like this like and I, I'm really struggling. And at which point I looked up what the hell ADHD was. <laughs> and I'm like, and I I know a lot of people talk about this, but you read it and you just go, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my sense. gosh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. How did I like, not like connect the dots? <laughs> well, yeah, it's fair. It's very comfortable. Like, it's not so like, like really talked about in this right? country. And there's like you a do... sense of validation, like, oh my gosh, like there's there's a reason I've been struggling. And this like brings it all into focus as to why. Certainly, like you know, you, the jigsaw comes together, like it all makes sense, and uh, it, it, it explains stuff about you that you just didn't get before. You kind of like, and you know, having ADHD is so very confusing, like because we have the, the one of the things we I've as the charity spent sometimes that communication of ADHD, like it's so hard to talk about, and the problem, you know, the reason it's so hard to talk about. It's like those challenges of procrastination, of timeliness, of um, uh, um, focus. They are they are problems like everyone has. Like, and the real issue is that they can think the things they do to be on time, to not, not procrastinate or like limit it or, and to focus on what we need to do. And obviously we are in a completely different place, but we are told throughout our life, like, you know, my reports are littered with like, you know, it's just focus. Like if you just, like, if you didn't, like, and it was always, it's on me. It's like my fault. I like to blame. And, uh, um, but it is very ingrained in you. And obviously then we have those period of hyper focus, like, or, you know, of, of um, flow. And uh, so we're like, well, we can't, I can't do it. So like, why not? Why am, and so it's so confusing. And so suddenly you read it and you're like, it just, it, yeah, it all just clicks together. Like I think my sort of diagnosis moment was similar to other people's, which is that you're there's a feeling of sort of relief of like, okay, and this all makes sense now. And I can kind of like go and like conquer my life in the way that I want to. And a feeling of sadness of I've got a chronic mental health condition, it's never going away. This is me. Like how much of my personality is this versus how much is me? Like, like am I me? <laughs> like but this is like, um, there's like a lot of going on here, like some mourning for the life that could have been. Like, which isn't to say that I wasn't, I wasn't, and I'm not happy with who I am. But oh my God, this journey's been hard. It really didn't need to be. And uh, um, uh, yeah, so a you set of complex emotions. What I call the processing phase in late identity yeah. life, and it is, it's that what. What could have been? What would have been possible had I known sooner? And and sort of that that you go through a grief process of you in an identity crisis. Let's just be honest. Not only are do you grieve who the possibility of who you could have been, you grieve who you thought you were. And then there's that that dis, disconnect of like, well, who the heck am I? What does this mean? You know, it's like 
oh gosh, you know, my neurology, I'm not who I thought I was, you know, how I'm wired is different. And then there's like a lot of that shame that you've carried your whole life for like, why can't I, I can do this like in, in hyper-focus and flow and I'm killing it. And then I'm struggling to, you know, get from point A to point B an hour later, or I don't remember what I was doing when I walked into the next room and people are like, oh, I do that. I'm like, no, you don't do this 20 times a day. Plus, you know, and it's, it it is sort of that communication of what is ADHD? What is the understanding of it? Because everybody's like, oh, well, I do that. Or I, oh, I forget this thing. Or, you know, I get distracted and I'm like, no, you really, you think you do, you don't. (laughs) And there's so much that we carry like from the, the shame part of that. But then with late identification or or maybe at formal or self-identification, it's like, you can almost like forgive yourself. And I think that's actually really important. Like when when I'm talking to people in that same situation, like you, you break it, like that, like that. Being able to forgive yourself means you need to know like what aspects are your ADHD versus what are you, and and that learning of where that line is is so important because where you're looking at something and it's a you know, it's a mountain for you, but molehill for others where you, you need a strategy, right? A strategy to go around it or over it, but you need a plan. <laughs> like, and, uh, but there are other things where you are actually like making a mountain out of a molehill and you've kind of got to try and understand that. Like, and like we, we need not to allow ourselves to be enabled to be enabled to be assholes. <laughs> like, you can't, like, you know, like, I you think be that quite needs careful to be the not to do for- that. <laughs> It needs to be the message for like the global population. It's like, you don't need to be in a butt. (laughs) Like, let's just Um, be kind, you know? Um, So I love, I love that you kind of brought us here, Henry, because not only are you the founder and the chairman of ADHD UK, you are also named a point of light by UK prime minister for your work, helping people with sarcoidosis during the pandemic. You have a background in finance, venture capital. You are a leader and you work with leadership and leaders themselves, chairman, CEO, board of directors. You have a long list of titles. You're also a fellow of the Royal Geography Society, which I love because I think, you know, those of us who are ADHD, we are wonderfully wired and neurodistinct. We have a plethora of interest. And I love that you do too. And I like that you've taken this passion, you've taken your purpose, and you've created ADHD UK to raise awareness. And by doing that, you have also created this incredible conference that's coming up October 6th through 7th, which will run for 24 hours, which I'm like so tempted to stay up the full 24 hours after seeing the lineup. I'm like, okay, how can I work this out strategically? Where can I nap and sleep between these events? So I would love to know a little bit more about your big why for creating ADHD UK and this upcoming incredible 24-hour conference that you've put together. Thank you. And, uh, and I, I love that introduction. You know, it's, uh, like it makes me sound fabulous. And uh, um, as everyone with ADHD knows, there's a lot of, lot of screw-ups hidden in that. <laughs> like, and, uh, I think that's um, for just, success in general. I have lots like, of those screw-ups myself. <laughs> Um, you're wonderful. Um, right, like, why did I do this? 
like because I was so annoyed. Like so, I, I, I learned to. I had ADHD, and then I wanted to learn about it, about what it means to be an adult with ADHD, like a, and what it means to be like an individual's like. What are the like the things like in an office like that's going to help me? Like there's literally none. I kept reading these things, and then it'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great for kids. Like it was just like. It was just wildly irritating, and uh, which is not to mean I don't want to help the kids that clearly, <laughs> um, but uh, just not there. And in in this country, we are like it's just ADHD. The conversation generally goes like one people will very rarely talk about it, um, and that's changed, and that's really that's making a very big difference um, because people are talking about it, and people with ADHD are going, wait, what? <laughs> What? What is that? <laughs> like they recognize it in themselves. And, and that's important. Um, but um I lost my track. It's terrible. Um, it's uh should not have allowed myself to tangent. <laughs> no oh, tangent. Come on. That you're in a mind your autistic brain space. This is what we do. You are you are among your tribe here. Go right for it. We're all good. It's very kind, <laughs> but like I think we all know, like we're happily on a linear conversational thing. We're tangent off here, and then we're like, okay, where was I? Like, oh, I do not remember. Now I'm just going to keep talking in the hope that I will be able to rebuild it in my brain roughly where I thought I got to. Then I'm just going to start speaking and hope for the best. Oh man, I, I love I love that vulnerability and, and that transparency and that Henry. Thank you, thank you for that. We are not alone, folks. It is not just us. Henry does it too. Um, but you know that anyway, big lie is always like our driving factor. You're right? very kind. That's uh, helped me back on the rails. Yeah, and uh, I recall now. I was very annoyed. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but like we like the, the conversation with ADHD, it kind of goes. I did get back. Um, it kind of goes. Oh, oh, I've heard of that, but I don't really know much. Mostly because like, why are you not a small child, small boy, like running around? Because that's what I think ADHD is. You look like, like, either like you're very, very mature, like, and, like matured early and aged horribly as a young child. Like, um, but uh, uh, um. And, and it's um, and that's just not good enough because it means when you're trying to talk in the workplace and say like, look, I need help, like people are just like, no, no, do you? I don't believe you do. And you ask for adaptations, and people kind of half-heartedly do it for a couple of weeks and then stop, or like, or they we, we have that discussion and then they kind of go, right, we're done here, right? Yeah, you're cured. Like this is done. Or like, we never need to talk about this again. I, and it can't be like that. And, and we know the thing is, we know that, right, people with ADHD, and, and this really goes across the neurodiversity, it's like, we can be amazing, right? We can thrive, like, we can create extraordinary things, do extraordinary things. But like, people get in the way, like, and we, you know, the, the analogy, right? Well, it's your superpower. You know, it is absolutely. But you know what, there's a lot of people like lobbing kryptonite. <laughs> and and like they need to stop doing that. They need to stop leaving like, like you know, workplace kryptonite boulders. I just thought it'd be nice there. Like, why have you got a problem with it? <laughs> like, it's green and lovely. Like, no, it's like you are destroying my life and career. Could you please stop? Like, 
And that, that analogy is not bad, right? It's often something that's not particularly important. But like oh God, people who don't recognize. <laughs> I, I'm trying to propagate it because like what I, I like this, I find the superpower one quite undermining because it's like kind of cringy. You know, you've got a superpower, and you're like, no, I don't. Like, like I like the idea of this, but like it's like you're making me now feel like that I should be succeeding wildly and like it acknowledges none of the challenges and and actually can make me feel slightly worse than I did coming into that conversation and like and so that's why I like the kryptonite bit because everyone kind of gets that like okay yeah that makes sense like most superfires they've they've always got a flaw like yeah I remember that now like there's uh, there are challenges that like you know Achilles like protect the heel like you know and so then I think it becomes a more sophisticated metaphor that kind of works um, I, I agree. I love it. I, I will I will absolutely help you spread that one, Henry. Nice. Your, your big lie for ADHD UK was like, you were just fed up. You were irritated. You'd had enough. You're like, we got to have some real conversations about that. So what was the big why for this incredible conference? I mean, this has come together in what, like 12 weeks? Something just really Wait, spectacular. Some amazing people. It's amazing I mean, people. Kudos to Christine. Am I right? Holy, yeah, <laughs> and my your God, entire yes. team. Oh my goodness. There's, there's a, there are a lot of people like who've got involved to make this happen, and n- not least, obviously, the speakers volunteering to to do it. No one's getting paid. Like it's all everyone's volunteering. Um, and um, it's been so. Like there are conferences, and like they're just always a like well, they're not like often very formulated one we have a really strong belief as a charity like and i know it's different for other organizations but like we don't gatekeep information everything we do is available for free for download for use and even the stuff where we do that that kind of has to be so like paid like so let's say corporate speeches which are provide a bit of income for the charity um uh, we've recorded one so any organization that can't you know can't afford that you can still you know this it's still available to you we we have an um, uh, ADHD at work welfare pack. It's designed for you to give your line manager. <clears throat> there are others of those around, but you have to be paid pay for it. You have to be part of a membership organization. Most people in, in, in the UK, and it's, it's common around the world, are employed by SMEs. They're not members of these things. They're small organizations. They don't have these big support packages. And it's in the UK, it's 50%. You're like, fine. Like If you make it this like uh, restricted thing, at least 50%, never going to see it. There's no you know, no use, and that's just wrong, like to my mind. So when we were putting on a conference, like some of the specifics were, it's got to be free, like it's got to be available to all, and so you can register. Um, we have a, a nice Q and A system, so people can um, uh, put in their questions, so it's sort of formalised, um, uh, and, and and do register, but it will be it will be broadcast out, so like you'll be absolutely open open to all. Um, and then what we wanted to do was like take the best of people's different ADHD ideas around the world. And the actual gestation of this was I was having a chat with ADHD New Zealand where we were just planning to mutually steal each other's best ideas. And um, uh, I said, like, we should do something here. Like, you know, maybe a conference. And then like I looked at the, like I went to, like shut off the thing. There's like, oh wait, no, 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 that will not work at all. Like 12 hours difference. How's that gonna work? Um and then I had the love the lovely idea. Well, why don't we do this 
globally. Let's do a proper global conference. Let's chase the sun around the world, have the um, best of ADHD in each time zone. Come come and talk Bring and bring that audience locally and do that through local partnerships, local charities, um, and together make something incredible. And um, I then got around to, all, I started organising it. I forgot to tell ADHD New Zealand <laughs> until about... Oh, very many weeks ago. She said, oh, by the way, I sort of thought you were going to be the fulcrum of this, but I realised I'd forgotten to mention it. <laughs> and, and they've been, like, uh, just absolutely fantastic. And they're just totally like, no, it's great. Like, we're on board. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and uh, I love that about high-speed <laughs> brains. I love that aspect. And I love that we we so wonderfully and readily connect and, and collaborate with one another. How did how did uh, South Africa's Goldilocks and the Bear Foundation come in? I know that you were sort of working with and sharing and partnering mutual ideas with uh, ADHD New Zealand. How did Goldilocks and the Bear Foundation come in? So we we then just um, simply gone and approached charity. So we wanted like at the end of this, uh, um, the goal is to have a sort of ADHD global coalition. Um, which will bring together so we can we can talk about our different uh, circumstances and use information in our different areas to um, make it our own our own geographies better in doing so collectively raise the world um, uh, and uh, so we've approached different charities to get involved and and there there are other charities who are involved in a sort of um, uh, less direct way. Um, uh, the short time scale making <laughs> it a bit difficult to bring bring some people on board. Um, yeah, so they so they they came for direct approach, uh, and uh, we're thrilled to have them have them involved. Um, a number of um, charities have their own conference. So they're worried about conf- conflicts. Like uh, they've already had theirs, so that made that much easier for them on as a choice. They've got a wonderful book wonderful book um it's a children's book they've sold um thousands of copies in south africa and, I, and we're hoping that they'll do that more widely um and it's just called all these things are important to me i absolutely love the title and having now had um some of the book read to me i, I love it all even more and i got told that title in the same week that my four-year-old son uh, um Went on a went on a walk, uh, and uh, his uh, vast collection of very special rocks that he's, he picked up on this walk uh, resulted in his trousers falling off, and uh, the um, and he finished the walk sort of holding one side up to keep the precious rocks and trousers all intact. And um, so it's that book, all these things are important to me, just resonated so hard. <laughs> but I, Oh, I think I think I have such a soft spot in my heart for your son because that is so me. (laughs) As I go hiking, I I have a backpack that gets heavier and heavier for all the rocks and things I collect. (laughs) And I tell you, I love that because just all these things are important to me, and it it's such a representative title of of us as neurodistinct, wonderfully wired ADHDers, and you know. So many of us, like myself, are not just ADHD, but also autistic and dyslexic. And I think all of these things are important to me, sort of encompasses the incredible topics that you're going to be talking about and that presenters will be sharing and discussing at this conference, including diagnosis, education, 
nutrition, mental health, medication. This is always a hot topic. Money management. Hello, money management. How many times have you paid a late fee, folks? I cannot count how many I have until I got a strategy and a framework. So money management is one of the topics of conversation. Employment, and Henry mentioned some of the employment workplace resources that ADHD UK offers for free. Be sure you check the show notes below so that you can get access to this free and fully available 24-hour conference beginning October the 6th through October the 7th. So there's one element to this conference that really just tickles me to pink, if we're going to say that. You know, I'm from the South. We have all kinds of cute little sayings. So I was tickled pink when I heard this. Share a little bit about this particular presentation that you have. For those of us who are wonderfully wired and have combination co-occurring conditions such as autistic and ADHD. And it's, a, it's an important, it's a very important segment, right? And, and uh, obviously a lot of people with autism have um, have ADHD as well. Uh, we have a, um, a thing called, or, um, well done by Dr. Kurum Sadiq, order and anarchy working together. And uh, he has, he's a, he has autism and ADHD. And, you know, we, we run a number of support groups for people with autism and ADHD. It's a really important um, uh, and valued part of what, what we do. Um, and he's specifically talking about the lived experience, what it's like to have both brains, how they work you know, together. And I think it's a, you know, it's a really exciting segment. I'm, I'm hugely looking forward to it. Oh, that is going to be fantastic. So guys, make sure you check this out. Don't miss this conference. If you are wonderfully wired and neurodistinct, this is your place. These are your people. We are here for you in community. So self-care with us on October 6th through 7th, hosted by ADHD UK in partnership with ADHD New Zealand and Goldilocks and the Bear Foundation from South Africa. Henry Shelfer, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your incredible organization, the conference coming up. And remember, self-care is more than slapping some cucumbers on your eyeballs and having a spa day or relaxing to Netflix. There's so much more to it for us because not only are we neurodistinct in our mind, we are neurodistinct in our body and how we approach self-care is different. Join a conference, be around people who are talking about things that matter in your life. That connection and community makes a difference in your everyday self-care. Thanks so much. Welcome to Her Brain Connection Lab, a podcast for neurodifferent relationships. We're here to help different brains connect in a relationship from her autistic ADHD point of view. Hi, I'm Dr. Ali Arena. I'm a therapist and a speech language pathologist, and I'm also ADHD, known to my friends and clients as a relationship detective, seeking out where communication is breaking down and helping different brains connect from a deep place of compassionate curiosity, understanding and authenticity. Hi, I'm Carol Jean Whittington, a professional development leader and burnout restoration coach. I learned I'm autistic and ADHD at almost 40 years old. Today, I help late identified autistic and ADHD adults get off the chronic cycle burnout loop for good without camouflaging. I'm in year three and a half of living burnout, shutdown and meltdown free and thriving. 
Allie and I are both in neurodiverse relationships, and we can't wait to share our insights and research to help you with yours. Carol Jean and I have had so many of our counseling and coaching peers share that they just couldn't find information on how to work with couples where the woman was autistic or ADHD. So we knew that we had to share what we created, the neurodiverse communication ecosystem. Allie and I want to give helping professionals a methodology and toolkit to confidently guide their neurodifferent couples to authentic and thriving relationship so that the neurodistinct partner doesn't end up in burnout due to masking and camouflaging. And so that both partners better understand their communication style and have an immediate de-escalation protocol for those highly charged conflicts and so much more. So if you're a therapist, counselor, coach, and you help couples of all kinds with different minds, this show is for you. Subscribe to the show today and get notified when our first episode airs. Our new book, Her Brain Connection Lab, is coming this February, and we are so excited to share early peeks into what the neurodiverse communication ecosystem is all about. Survey and research results from our work, conversation and coaching segments with couples of all kinds, and so much more. Hit that subscribe button right now and get the resources you need to better connect the couples you serve.